Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can't care what it sounds like. You can't care what it looks like. You can't care how it manifests. You cannot care. If we care, we are still in pride. I'm going to say that again, y'all. If we care what we sound like, if we care what it looks like, if we care how it manifests, we are still in pride. We are still in our mind. We're still in the flesh. You got to get louder than them voices in your head. I did. I had to get louder than the voices in my head because the voices in my head was trying to shut me down and shut me up. And there were some voices on the outside of my head <laughs> trying to sit me down and shut me up. But you can't do it. You cannot care what you look like. You got to go. Whatever it takes to get God is what I got to do. Whatever it Hallelujah. takes. Whatever it takes. And you got to press that thing. You got to press that feeling. When it makes us feel like, you know, it's It's awkward. Um, it's embarrassing. Uh, I don't feel this. I'm faking it. That ain't, this ain't real. I'm just, you know, I'm just being ridiculous. That's the enemy. That's the enemy because he's wanting to shut you down because he does not want you to get a hold of God because he is terrified of you when you get a hold of God. And God gets a hold of you. Terrified. Hallelujah. He does not want that to happen. So he tells you, that this is not real. This ain't real. This ain't real. This ain't for real. You see? This ain't for real. This yes, this for is real. for real. It is for real. I used to be, I took a zero in school because I was afraid to speak in front of my classmates. Amen. Whoa. In front of my <laughs> class. I got I always have to do this. I, I took a zero because I was afraid to talk. My husband got upset with me one time because there was a house I wanted. And he said, well, go over and ask the next-door neighbors who own it. And I could not. I could not ask. I could not go up and ask them who owns that house over there. And he's like, well, she ain't getting it then. <laughs> because of fear. But once I got a hold of God right there, and I mean... I didn't care what it looked like that night. I did not care. That thing had to break out of me because God had to change me. And all it was is pride that don't want me to go, ah, or whatever. He may not even ask you to do that. That was just a me thing, you know. He may not ask you to do that at all. That's wonderful. Whatever he's asking you to do, just do so that he can, he can break through. And you can have everything that he has for you. Thank you, Jesus. 
that I broke through that night. And I'm telling y'all, when that thing, Pastor Eileen grabbed a hold of my head, <laughs> and she didn't care what it looked like or what it sounded She didn't care. She grabbed a hold of my head, and she said, Fear! In the name of Jesus, come out! I mean, just like that, you know? And I think she slapped me, too. And it was okay. It's okay, because she's like, You're going to get free tonight! You know? And, and so I just had to, I want it out! Get it out of me! I don't want this thing you know, whatever it took, but I got a breakthrough. I felt that thing come out of me, and my life was changed. It wasn't long, and she asked me to preach, and I said, I'm, I'm sick. I wasn't coming to church. I'm, I'm sick. And then my husband, y'all, some of y'all have heard this a thousand times, but my husband said, don't you call y'all self an army? I said, yeah, and he said, well, when the general calls, the private goes, even if it means his life. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> so I called her back, and I said, did you find someone to preach tonight? And she said, no, Barbsy, I'm just waiting on you to obey God. I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then I threw up, and I cried for an hour and a half, and then I got a hold of God, you know, and heard him say something. And I stood up here, and I five minutes, and I think I repeated myself like six times in five minutes. But it's okay, because God had his way. I felt the fear, but it was on the outside of me now. I felt the fear, but I had to overcome it. I had to overcome it. Had I just said, I, ain't going, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it, it would have went right back in me, and I'd have been seven times worse than I was when I started. See, that's the thing about God. He'll get you free. But you best keep that thing. Because if you don't, you are in trouble. Okay, I'm going to say that again. God sets you free. You better keep that thing. Because if you don't, you are in trouble seven times worse. That's what the Word says. That the enemy leaves you, but he comes back to see if your house is swept clean. And that means there's nothing put there in place of him. So you best grab a hold of the Holy Ghost. Pull him into you. Fill yourself up with the Holy Ghost. Because the enemy is coming back. And if he sees that you're empty, he's moving right back in. And he's bringing seven worse than him. That's the word of God. I can't do nothing about that. That's the word of God. So don't get mad at me. I didn't say you, I didn't say you are seven times worse. That's just what the Word says. So we grab a hold of God, and then I have to overcome the enemy. That means it's a battle. It's not easy. It's not easy to overcome. There's a war involved in it. There's a, he, the enemy don't have many more days, and he has, he has, he has declared all-out war. But we win. We win. Thank you, Jesus. When we grab a hold of Jesus and the precious gift of Holy Ghost, that was, that's one of the, outside of salvation, that's the best gift we've ever been given is Holy Ghost. Religion tries to make him a thing or an it that's spooky, and he is not. He is the power. He is the power to live. He is the power to die to my flesh. You do not have resurrection life if you do not die. 
You must die in order to have resurrection life. I have to die to my flesh. I have to die to my desires. I have to die to my wants. I have to die to all of that. And I ha then, then the power of God comes in me and I can live. And I can live life more abundant. Everything in the kingdom of God is opposite of the kingdom of darkness. Everything. He don't work like we do in our head. Thank God. Because I can mess up some stuff. We got to be led by the Spirit of God. But as Pastor Barbara was saying, when we give it up, it, what we're giving up is actually a counterfeit for what God has. Because the devil, all he does is counterfeit things of God. You give up say drinking well <laughs> you can have a drink of the new wine without a hangover amen it'll cost you nothing and it says if you give up houses and lands he says he gives them back in this in life, this Tyler. life so he's always got something more and better when you give up something amen amen For a real one. Trade in a counterfeit $100 bill for a real one. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And as Pastor Barbara was talking, I, I can't say for sure, but I figure most people on this platform, myself included, was the same way. We were scared to talk to people. Scared to death. I hated speech class. Hated it. I would have taken a, a zero in it, except I knew when I got home, I wouldn't sit down for a while. But I barely, barely, barely skimmed by that class. But then a hallelujah or a holler is what got me out of that. I remember it. I remember it. I remember and it. like Pastor Barbara said, hers was right there. Mine was right there. And all it was was a holler. And it, and it began in my head, but it went from there down to my belly until it was my whole being shook. But I've never been the same. That's what allowed me to even be able to get up here and stand and talk to people. I was scared to death. So... When you press it, that's what we were doing. We we're talk, teaching you to press it from your head because it starts up here. But when you just keep pressing it and focusing on Jesus and just keep pressing it and pressing it, you'll feel it when it starts coming out of here. Amen. You will Sweet. feel it. And that's when you've had a breakthrough. Yes. That's when things change for you. Right yes. there. That's when something changes. We always start. We always start in our flesh. Always. I don't wake up in the morning and I'm, mm, I'm in the spirit. You know, it don't happen. I start in my flesh every time. And I just worship him. And I praise him. You know, there's a protocol. There's a way that you come into the presence of God. And it's in Psalms 100. I enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And into his presence with singing. And so there's a way that we come in to his presence. But I always start that 
in my flesh, always. The only time I've ever, I ever wake up in the spirit is when I wake up going, Shetobosatarabamasek. And I do that. <laughs> Woo, thank you, Jesus. And when I do that, I'm, all, I'm there. My spirit man has been praying, is interceding, and, and I just go with that. But when I get up, you know, when I cook breakfast and it's 4 o'clock in the morning and I don't want to be up cooking no breakfast, you know, stuff like that happens and, and everyone leaves and it's just me and God, then, then I, I start off in the flesh. But you feel you can feel things starting to press on you. You know, well, you know, you need to get up and put some clothes in the wash, and you need to take something out for supper because you know you're going to forget in a little bit. And then, you know, that's just me. That's how things happen with me. And guess what? I usually forget. <laughs> but I just keep on pressing, keep on pressing. And you feel yourself come into his gates. You feel it. And you just keep on. And you just keep on. And then the next thing you know, you're in his presence. And who cares about all that other stuff? Who cares? Let God do something. Let God do. You know, the whole thing is about me having a relationship with him anyway. That's what this whole walk is about. Me having a relationship with him. It's not about my position. It's not about what I'm doing. It's about me having a relationship with him. Amen. I'm going I'm to... This is just some simple things to help you. It's like Pastor Barbara was talking. The devil starts bringing all these things to your mind that you need to do. And there are things that you need to do. The simple solution to fix that problem is to, okay, write it down. If he's going to bring them to you that you need to work on, that you need to wash clothes, you need to wash dishes, you need to do this, you need to pay bills, write it down. You won't forget it. That gives new meaning to agree with your adversary quickly. Agree with it. Okay. I need, <laughs> oh, yeah, I I need to do I this do. today. Thank you, devil. So let me just write that down. And then you don't ha have to worry about forgetting that because that's what comes to You're going to forget it. You're going to forget it. You're going to forget it. You won't have to. You wrote it. I'm going to take me a notepad and a pen. And something that I do, especially if I get up in the mornings and don't have a lot of time to go to work, when it, because it, if you're trying to praise God and you know you've got to, leave and go somewhere this is what you do thank you jesus thank you jesus yeah we're really getting somewhere we do that i set my clock to go off when i need to walk out the door it's that simple set your clock you can get as lost as you want to when the alarm goes off you fix and wake up it's simple but the enemy will keep you in that place where you never can enter in because you're watching your watch. I got I to gotta go in 20 minutes. I got to go. And you constantly set your clock. It's simple. Then you can press into God as far as you can possibly press in however much time you got. And when the clock goes off, you come back to the natural realm. And not completely. Put your bed. <laughs> not completely. Not completely back to the but you get up and put your boots on and go. It's simple. God has a solution. Yes, he does. Amen. And it says in Romans, in Romans, he, Romans is such a good book to read. And it talks about the spirit and the flesh. And if I'm, mind, if I'm mindful of the things of the flesh, 
then I'm going to reap destruction. That's what the word says. But if I will be mindful of the things of the spirit, then I'm going to reap life. But how do, I, how do I get mindful of the things of the spirit? I have to get out of my flesh. The carnal mind, which is the flesh, is an enemy of God. So that's why the, that's why the enemy of our soul wants to keep us in the flesh. He wants to keep me being mindful of what's going on around me. Or, or he wants to keep me mindful of my feelings and my thoughts and my emotions and my desire and what's happening to me. That's staying in the, in the flesh. But I have to break past all that. I have to push past all of that. And I have to connect. Your spirit is right here. This is where the spirit is. The, the Hebrew, it, it says that the spirit of God lives in the bowels of man. So right in here is where my spirit is. And so that's why we, you know, we push that belly, you know. It's, the belly is where the spirit of God is. And so we have to, we have to bypass this and start hooking up with this. Start thinking with this. Does that make any kind of sense to y'all? How many of you have ever had a gut feeling? Come on. That's not your guts. Y'all do know that's not your guts, right? My guts ain't that smart. Come on. <laughs> Got to be something else there. That right there is the Spirit of God. And if we would listen to that, we taught um, Vacation Bible School, me and Elder Dana, like 600 years ago. And, and we was up in that upper room up there, and we taught um, red light, yellow light, green light for, to the kids. And it changed my life. We taught the kids how to start paying attention to this instead of this. Because the word of God says there's a way that seems right to man, but the end of that way is destruction. So it seems like it's something that I should do. Everybody in the world thinks I should do this. It is the right thing to do, but it is not the God thing to do. So I have to put all that down, and I have to get over here somewhere where I can get a hold of God where I can connect my spirit man to him. Because those who worship him worship in spirit and truth. So my spirit's got to connect with him. And when my spirit connects with him, you know it. Don't nobody have to tell you. Okay, you just connected. <laughs> you know it. And the thing is, everybody around you knows too. But whenever we do that, then I get a hold of God and I by, I'm bypassing this mind. And I'm starting to listen with the Spirit. Holy Ghost is the guide. He's the teacher. He is the Spirit of truth. He is the one that's going to remind us of everything that Jesus ever said. He is. And we're supposed to be led forth by Him. Romans 8 says, Those that are led forth by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are the sons of God. You got to be led by the Spirit of God in order to be the sons and daughters of God. And that's where I'm headed. I'm be a son. Son gets a whole lot more than a servant. I have complete access to him. 
complete access when I am led forth by the Spirit of God. And if it wasn't possible, he wouldn't have told me that I could do that, right? So I just have to lay myself down and say, okay, God, I'm fitting to learn how to connect with you because you said I could. And I just start worshiping him and praising him until I feel this change happen. And it happens right here. And I connect with him and, okay, God, hallelujah. I praise you. You are awesome in all your ways, God. You are perfect in everything that you do. I love you. I worship you. I long for you. I want intimacy with you, God. I want intimacy with you, God. I don't want to care about the world. I don't want to care about anybody or anything else, God. I got to have you. I got to have you. I got to have you. Hey, andobo satarana mashekeririoso. Yerodobo satarana mashekeririasi. I got to have you, God. I want your plan for me, God. I want your plan for my life, God. Oh, I agree with you, God. We connect with him, and then we can start hearing his voice. We start hearing what he says about us and not what the enemy is saying about me or what my spouse is saying about me or what my mama or my daddy is saying about me or some boyfriend or girlfriend that you ain't got no business having anyway. They ain't speaking life into you. You don't need them. But I can start hearing God. God says... You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God says greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. Those are not just scriptures that we hear too often. That's what he's saying about you. He says that you are more than a conqueror. If you will hook up with me, you can overcome this thing. If you will hook up with me, I will pull you through this thing and you will never be the same, ever be the same. You will turn the world upside down. I want to use you to change this world. I want to use you to touch the ends of the earth. I want your voice. I want to use you. I want to take you to the world. I want to take you to the world. I want you to let me touch the world through your hands I want you to see the world through my eyes I want to use your mouth to speak what I say that's what he wants that's what he wants he can take us places we never dreamed we could go he could do things with us have y'all ever heard of Reinhard Bonnke, he's a little German man. That little German boy had no clue about God. He, his parents are not rich, anything like that. But, but through that little German boy, he gave his life to God and he said, whatever you want. I'm yours, you bought me, I belong to you. Do whatever you want to with me. 
God started speaking to him and telling him who he was. And he starts putting that in his mouth. He starts saying who he is in God. And he starts walking out in obedience. He stepped out in obedience. And do you know that millions, millions of souls have come to Jesus Christ through that one man? Millions. He goes all over the world. Morris Cirillo was a Jewish orphan. Orphan. He was being beat in a Jewish orphanage. And when he was just a little boy, like 12 or so, Jesus Christ appeared to him. And he accepted him right there. The Spirit of God spoke to him and told him to leave that orphanage. It was in the wintertime. He didn't have no coat. He didn't have no clothes. He just crawled out the window and left. And he followed the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit led him to a woman that was a Christian that happened to be working in that orphanage. And I think they fired her because they found out she was a Christian. But he led him right to her door. Four million army strong. Four million army strong. He goes into nations and he gets people saved and he trains them and teaches them how to be led by the Spirit of God. And then he goes to another nation. And see, these people just take their nation. And then he goes to another one and he does the same thing. And these people take their nation and he goes to another one and does the same. He was an orphanin. Orphanin. (laughs) Orphanin. He was an orphan living in an orphanage. Thank you, Jesus. So don't tell me that you ain't nothing and God can't never do anything with you. Mm, mm -mm. That's a lie from the enemy. Only God knows what he wrote in your book. But it is up to us to find out what it was. So I say, angels of the Lord, Will you lead me down the path that God wrote in my book? Because I want to fulfill what's in that book. I want it fulfilled. Yes, I do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the Spirit of God. Thank you that you gave us Holy Ghost. The power to live this life. The power to walk this thing out. The power to overcome. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, what I'm doing right now is I'm praying in my prayer language. It's not a, this is not a message that needs to be interpreted. I'm praying in my prayer language, seeking God. I'm speaking mysteries to God. Paul said, I thank God that I pray in tongues more than all of you. Because when I'm praying in tongues like that, I'm praying. I'm praying the will of God for my life. I'm speaking the mysteries of God. 
It says in Jude that when I pray in the Spirit, I'm edifying myself. I'm building myself up, my most holy faith. So I, I'm just build. I'm just praying. I'm just seeking God. It's not something that needs to be trans, translated or interpreted. But when it's a message, it has to be interpreted. So I'm just shekaranamasandobosheh. I'm searching out the spirit realm. Hey, yandobosheh Yerodoboshataranamasi. Ha. Hey, Hey, whoa, If you want this thing called Holy Ghost, if you want Him, if you want Him to be a part of your life, if you want the gift of Holy Ghost, then I invite you to come up here and let us lay hands on you because the Word of God says, that if you ask for the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is what you're going to get. Amen? The Holy Ghost is what you're going to get. He said, he said you know, you're not going to ask me for a, a fish and I'm going to give you a snake. I'm going to give you Holy Ghost. So if you don't have this in your life and you want it, the altar is open. Come and receive Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 12 is the gifts of Holy Ghost. We are to operate in those gifts, not just in this church. We are to operate in those gifts outside. When I'm at the airport, you know, I'm supposed to operate in a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom. I'm supposed to operate in gifts of healing. I'm supposed to operate in that. That's being led forth by the Spirit of God. Okay? In Ephesians 4... There's some more gifts that he gives. There are apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. Those are gifts of the Holy Ghost that he gives to the church. And they are to equip you. They're to train you. They're to teach you. You know why? Because there are false prophets everywhere. There are people out there who teach you what you want to hear. They take the truth and they twist it and they add a lie to it. And they want, because they is wolves in sheep's clothing. And they, they the ones that's out for your dollar, okay? Can I just say that? They're the ones out for your dollar. And they are, and, and it, it's the enemy. But the Holy Spirit puts in the church, and it says he gives to some. He don't give all. He gives to some apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers to equip you to do the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry is what you are called to do. That's the work of the ministry. To do what you're called to do. It is our job to hear God and lead you toward that. That's what we're supposed to do. And then there's some more gifts in Romans. Romans 12, 6 through 8. And those are the motivational gifts. You are born with this gift. Those gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, he gives to whoever he wants to give whenever he wants to give it. You don't own that gift. 
He gives that to you. You operate in it now, and in three minutes, you can't operate on it. You know what I'm saying? It's by him. Those gifts in, in Ephesians 4, there's, there's so you can be trained and you can be taught so that those every wind of doctrine doesn't take you away. You got to be grounded. You got to be rooted. God, you got to know that word. You got you to gotta get in it. Study to show yourself approved. And that's what the five-fold ministry is for. Now, those gifts in Romans 6, that's what you're born to do. Whenever we played school, when I was a kid, I was always the teacher. And if you didn't like it, I would hit you with the stick. Because I'm the teacher. Well, that's what I, I'm a teacher. That's what I am, is a teacher. Well, God used that in my call. And now I'm a pastor teacher. See? <laughs> yeah, my kids wish they hadn't either because I taught them too. <laughs> so those are, those are gifts that, that Holy Spirit has given to us. Y'all, he is the power. If I could just get that right there across. He is the power to live to the end. The word says that you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It also says he who endures to the end shall be saved. So there's a, there's a walk that we do. There's a, there's a work. It's a process. Holy Spirit is the one that gets us through that process. Amen? And he's the one that wants to use us to touch someone else. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's about someone else. Always, never will be about me. Ain't got nothing to do with me. He loves me, but, you know, he already bought me. He wants to buy somebody else. So it's always about someone else. Amen? Holy Spirit is what we need. When we grab a hold of the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, anything is possible. Anything at all. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.